Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. And together we are Two Sober Chicks. Thanks for joining us for our holiday episode. Whether you're celebrating, uh, I don't know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Fiddle Daddle, Christmas, whatever it is. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And for some people, it's the shittiest time of the year. Yes. It can be a really, yeah, it can be really hard. And really, it could be Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, birthdays, New Year's, like whatever holiday. We happen to be um, podcasting right now, December 19th, 2019. But holidays are holidays. Some people, for some people, it's Thanksgiving is the big holiday or New Year's. We just happen to be talking around Christmas time. So we thought it would be a good time to talk about what to do over the holidays if you're in recovery and you're nervous about it. So it was funny because earlier we were talking about the manuscript, the original manuscript, and we have a copy of it. We each have a copy. We bought it at Dr. Bob's house, which you can visit in Akron, Ohio, and we strongly recommend that for Mm -hmm. anyone, especially a nice little trip with your sponsor if you can do that. It's an amazing journey to take together or with one of your close sober friends. Also a fabulous journey. And you can pick up a copy of the manuscript there. They sell it. Of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And whenever I think about the manuscript, I think about um, Bill and I think about the early days of AA Mm -hmm. and how he had to check his own ego because it wasn't just him anymore. It was starting to be a group of, you know, 20, 30, and then 100 people and then kept going. And they started this book called uh, The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, The 12 Steps. And so he had to not just write it, the book on his own, but he had to check in with other people. So the manuscript has all these different edits and stuff. But he reminds me of what I think my sponsor is a little bit like, a curmudgeon. You know, it wasn't suggestions. It was instructions, instructions. <laughs> a set of instructions, a set of directions. He was very direct. And, and my sponsor is very direct, too. So my sponsor was telling me about this service meeting that he does in the West End. And he used to have guest chair people, and he's like, fuck that shit. Now I just chair it myself. <laughs> All the time. Uh. Like, every meeting he chairs it. And I'm like, why would you do that? And he said, because I was tired of people hijacking the meeting for their own outside issue bullshit. That's Luke. And he does not, you don't get to talk about your sugar addiction. You don't get to talk about sex issues. You don't get to talk about your family. You don't get to talk about, what was the other thing? Mental health issues. Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, that's an outside issue. If you want to talk to me about that later, we can talk about it. He said, but this is the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And we're here to talk about alcoholism and how it affects right. your life. So he definitely governs that. So he kind of okay. reminds me of that guy who... The old curmudgeon who shuts things down. Mm-hmm. So his uh, response to, he said, I hate this time of year because inevitably the topic rolls around when you go to a meeting and they let people pick out, throw out topics. Someone's like, how to stay sober at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know what my response is? The 12 fucking steps, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Same as every other fucking day uh, of the year. Next. He does have a point. It's true, right? He does have a point. He's just gruff. However, (laughs) we have supplemental information for how to handle the holidays. We do. This actually comes from the uh, general service office, the thing that the handout that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want, email us at the number two sober chicks, and we will gladly email it out to you. Um, Or you can contact the general service office yourself and uh, get it from them in New York City. 
the 12 tips on keeping your holiday season sober and joyous. Okay, let's go. So holiday parties without liquor spirits may still seem a dreary prospect to new AAs, or if you're not an AA, just someone who's trying to stay sober. Uh, But many of us have enjoyed the happiest holidays of our lives sober. True. An idea we would never have dreamed of, wanted, or believed possible when drinking. Also true, yes. (laughs) Here are some tips for having an all-round ball without a drop of alcohol. Balls to the wall, people. So keep in mind, this is this is very cutesy, and I believe it was probably written also in the 1930s. I was say, probably archaic, but I'm excited to hear them. Yeah. One, line up extra AA activities for the holiday season. That was part of the tips that I wrote down, was schedule okay. meetings before and after. Oh, yeah. Before and after holiday social events with yes. family. Yes. Yeah. If you can, even the same day before and after. Yeah. But especially like if you got to spend 24, 25 with family, make sure on the 24th and the 20th, the 23rd and the 26th, you got your meetings. Yes. And that is the great thing. We are so fortunate to live in a big city because there are over 450 meetings like a day all over the city. <laughs> a week. Yeah. All over the city. Like there isn't an excuse for not being able to get to a meeting on no. a day. And by the way, you can also check out the website and the app in the rooms.com. If you just need to like go into a bathroom with your phone and your laptop and just jump onto a meeting, Mm -hmm. there is one 24 hours a day and all different fellowships there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Virtual online meetings. Yeah. Amazing. And set up as well as meetings, set up buddies to be on call. Mm -hmm. Like tell your sponsor, I'm going to a family event tonight or your close sobriety friends, I'm going somewhere tonight, you know, no different than if you're in the hospital and people are on watch. I would more than happy leave my ringer on if a friend of mine was like, I don't know how it's going to yeah. go tonight. We've done that. We've done that for each other. I think yep. we've done it for other friends and sisters in sobriety. I, I do that for all my sponsees when they're new. Yep. If this is your first Christmas sober, it's probably going to be rough. It's going to be touch and go. So yeah. I want them to know that there's going to be one person that they can get a hold of. But then I also follow it, follow it up with, this is the reason why when you go to all those meetings, I tell you to get one phone number. Yeah. You know, if you hear somebody who does a share and you're like, wow, that person has what I want. They, they have this ability to be calm in the face of great, you know, upset. So go get their number, ask them for their number, have a roster. I like that. Yeah. Um, arrange to take newcomers to meetings. There's that service Hmm. idea again, right? This is still number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, answer the phones at your central, Mm -hmm. your intergroup office, um, speak, help with the dishes, um, bring a potluck dish, or visit an alcoholic uh, who's at a hospital. Okay. Take a meeting to them. And is this things you can do instead of or things to do around the holidays? This just says um, 12 tips on keeping your holiday season sober and joyous. All right. So it's for the whole season. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, and you can jump in with yours if any of them are Mm -hmm. similar. Yep. Be host to AA friends, especially newcomers. If you don't have a place where you can throw a formal party, take one person out to a diner and spring for coffee. Mm. I like that. Mm -hmm. I also like, I know, um, I've done this before. We have a common room at our condo. Yeah. And I've done that. When I didn't have a lot of family plans, I've invited other people who I knew didn't have family plans who were also new in AA. That's nice. About six years ago, um, with our St. Clements group, there was a bunch of us and we were all 
in around the same time. And I would organize events around people's birthdays, around holidays, and we would have them over and we'd play games Hmm. and they would have fun. Surprisingly, they would have fun. Three, keep your AA telephone list with you at all times. So we already talked about that. Yep. Um, If a drinking urge or panic comes across you, Mm -hmm. postpone everything else until you've called an AA friend. Mm. Uh, Four, find out about the special holiday parties, meetings, or other celebrations given by groups in your area and go. If you're timid, take someone newer than you are. And also, if you have an urge to drink, Mm -hmm. and it sounds stupid, but it's true, sometimes you're just thirsty for water or hydration. If you have an urge to drink, grab a glass of water, grab grab a glass of orange juice, Mm -hmm. drink something. Just don't drink booze. We've talked about this many times before. We don't really subscribe to near beer or virgin cocktails because if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, next thing you know, you're fucking a duck. I like... (laughs) I haven't heard that one. I like virgin cocktails, but I will not touch non-alcoholic beer or wine. Right. Or champagne or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. So like, I like to fancy gussy up my soda water. Me too. So maybe I have soda water with some splash of a fancy, I don't know, cranberry cocktail in it or something like that. Yeah. I happen to also like to drink out of fancy glasses. So for example, this Christmas, I bring my own fancy, it's like a pomegranate elderflower fizzy drink Mm -hmm. and I will drink that out of a champagne glass or a wine glass that can be triggering for some but for me I like to have something other than what I would usually drink to celebrate an occasion. It's a holiday season yeah for sure I like that. Yeah Um, this one I think is very important especially when you're new and it's so hard because we want to be a part of Mm -hmm. and we don't want to we're like we're fighting that a feeling of, oh, my life is over. I'm never going to have fun. And see, this is proof. I can't go to a fucking Mm. Christmas party because I can't drink. Well, guess what? In your first year, that's right. Maybe you should not go to that Christmas party. You're not going to die. If you miss one year Uh of the office party. Most of us hate it You will be okay. No one remembers it anyways. (laughs) That's right. You can just say you're there and everyone will be like, okay. (laughs) They all thought you were there for sure. So skip any drinking occasion you are nervous about. Remember how clever you were at excuses when you were drinking? Oh, so smart. (laughs) Now put that talent to good use. No office party is as important as saving your life. Oh, that's good. Number six, if you have to go to a drinking party and can't take an AA with you, keep some candy handy. (laughs) Oh, for the sugar. I guess, yeah, for the sugar. Keep your mouth busy with Uh, licorice or gum (laughs) or something. Keep it, yeah, I was keep things in your mouth (laughs) maybe that's old behavior from when you were drinking at the christmas party uh i like things in my mouth not a stir stick that came up at our friends thanks miss but we'll just leave that spit that out you're in polite company (laughs) don't think you have to stay late play uh plan in advance an important date that you have to keep Yes, or your animals need to be fed. Like something yeah. at this point, who bloody cares what the excuse no. is? If you need to get out, get out. You know what I love when the newcomer says, "Well, I thought this was an honest program, and you told me not to lie." I love how you fucking remember that when I'm telling yeah. you to do something Black and that white. you don't want to. You know, you don't want to do. Yeah, 
it, I think when you have to think about it as this is going to save my life. Yeah. So this is a time where it's okay to have an excuse yeah. to get out. I don't need excuses anymore. My family is used to me going, okay, I'm done. And then I'm just like, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I don't need an excuse anymore. Yeah. The fact that I want to leave is enough of a reason for me to leave. That's it. It's about you are worthy. Mm-hmm. Our, our friend Sharon has been saying that lately. Mm-hmm. You are enough. You are worthy. Yeah, you don't need to justify it to anybody. You don't need an excuse. Here's another thing I found when I have been, there was a time when I wasn't strong enough to go to an event when there was going to be a lot of liquor. I can go to that now, but I also sneak away. I used to think that I had to say goodbye to every single person in the room and make my yeah. rounds. No, I can sneak out, especially when the rest of them are drinking. They don't even know when you leave. It'll be hours before they're like, where's Lisa? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, she said goodbye hours ago. Number eight says worship in your own way. It's just one line, so I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> worship in your own way? In your own way. Maybe it means prayer. Yeah, it has a picture of some people at a church. So, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe church is triggering for some people. Um that might be something too. Like if you go to a church and their communion has wine in it, mm-hmm. you you can ask. Most religious organizations and institutions will now offer a liquor-free substitute. Yep. Just like they offer gluten-free wafers now. Yeah. So just make sure that you have that option. And you don't have to take it. I mean, no. I love taking communion, but if I'm not sure what's in the in the glass, I just don't take it. Yeah. They offer a blessing instead. Yes. You can do a you blessing. You cross your arms usually over your chest. Yeah. So that's a good, safe way to do it if you still Mm -hmm. want to go to church, but you're unsure of what's being offered. Um, Or stay home and light a candle and say your prayers. Mm -hmm. Number nine, don't sit around brooding. That's a good one. Yeah. Pity party. Don't throw your pity party party. for one. (laughs) That's right. The worst. Mm -hmm. The worst. Oh, yes. Sarah, in her first year, she was apart from her family. So I got a lot of calls over the holidays and... uh, and about how they were doing this and they were doing that and they left her. And I'm like, yeah, and where were you all last year? And how did you ruin that Christmas? I <laughs> so, love that. So suck it up. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. So this just says there's lots of books to be caught up on, um, walks and letters to be written, museums to go to, movies to watch, friends mm-hmm. to call. You can uh, get a group of friends together and go caroling, do something old timey, something you wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. Number 10. Don't start now getting worked up about all those holiday temptations. Remember, it's one day at a time. Mm -hmm. That's right. I like those. And, oh God, there's two more. Enjoy the true beauty of the holiday, which is love and joy. Maybe you cannot give material gifts, but this year you can give love. See that, I love that. That's one of my points is focus on the sacredness of the holiday. The holiday isn't about getting shit-faced and high or drunk or whatever the focus of the holiday is spending time with people you love and how amazing is it now that we have learned or you will learn because sobriety can become your norm you will learn how to do it not hungover, not high not unpresent to what's going on you yeah, can be do gentle it with yourself this is and your first year I'm, i promise you it's so much better once you learn how to do it mm. so focus on that rather than this is going to be another night of debauchery that i will pay for yeah. and i'm getting away from the point of the holidays if that's what i need to do mm-hmm 
Um, this idea about the, maybe you cannot give material gifts reminds me of our little friend Bianca last night who gave out um, a quote from the big book on a piece of paper that she typed out individually. And then she went and got all these secondhand tiny little keys for lockets. So sweet. And it was all about the key to willingness. And it was a quote taken directly from the big book. So as her grand sponsor, I was quite tickled pink by by this very wonderful gift that was all AA focused. Special. And, you know, didn't cost her a lot of money, but it definitely, I could see that there had been time, thought, and effort. It's meaningful. And love put mm-hmm. into it. And it's now pasted inside my big book and I just love it. It's a very beautiful gift. That's nice. And last 12 is having had a... No need to spell out the 12th step here since you already know it. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So that's from the uh, general service office. What other tips do you have? Um, I thought, so find out what your other favorite things about the holidays are and do them as sort of mentioned there. Mm -hmm. Like, do you like to go ice skating? Do you like to go get hot chocolate and go for a walk in the park? Um, I thought what, what, which is a really cool thing is come up with a new tradition. What do you want to do that you haven't done before over the holidays that you'd like to do every year? Mine is I wake up alone. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I wake up alone on Christmas and I watch the most recent um, movie, Anna Karenina. Mm -hmm. And I make myself a special Christmas tea and I put on my Christmas tree and I just sit there and in all of my joy and gratitude, watch a movie that I love that reminds me of Christmas. And then I just slowly get ready for the day and go to my parents' house. But that's a new tradition that I started by myself in sobriety. Right. And it's something I look forward to every year. I don't let myself watch that movie as many times as as I want to over the year it's Christmas Day tradition right. so you can start your own there's no reason that you can't yeah I love all these holiday these movies that are shown at the holidays and uh, it's a wonderful life is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. and it is such I remember I used to watch that and I used to get so depressed and it's amazing how again that spiritual uh, experience leads to a spiritual awakening and yep. how I look at that movie and there's so much more hope in it now yeah. for me because um, that's an interesting exercise. Yeah, imagine your life if you hadn't been born and all the people that you touch on the daily. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine if you'd never been born. Hmm. And how, how different my life would be. How different would your life be? Because this podcast wouldn't be happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be this yeah. podcast. That's just one of millions of things. Um, that's maybe a good little practice to get into. In a good way, not in a bad way. Oh, we should never been born. Yeah. But I wonder Which what... Which is self-pity. Yeah. I right? wonder what life would be like if I, wasn't, if I wasn't around. Think of the people that you touch on the daily. And mm-hmm. it could be something as simple as maybe you're the nicest person to the doorman in your building. Yeah. Right? You smile to him and he knows you, by the way, your doorman. I know, Nick. Yep. That's great. <laughs> so, I usually know most of the people around me. Because I like people. I think it's one of the reasons, the best reason for me in becoming a pastor is how much I love people. I think that's important. Yeah. But if I know what it's like for one person to make a difference for me, as we were talking earlier, like a person I don't know smiling to me in the elevator, I know how much that means to me. And I want everyone to feel like they're seen and heard and valued and appreciated. And 
you know, even the guys that do the garbage down in the in the lower levels, yeah. every time I go by them, I'm like, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Because yeah. who wants to do the garbage? No. Nobody, yeah. right? And, and how many, yeah, how many people basis. thank them yeah. for dealing with all the shit they're not supposed to put in the garbage, right. putting stuff beside the garbage, things leaking out of the garbage. Like, someone's doing that for us. Yeah. So, step up. I just had a thought. Um, did what? I Did I ever tell you? <laughs> <laughs> did I ever tell you the story of this beautiful old black woman on the TTC who saw me crying the day I lost my job? Did I tell you about the day no, I got... No, I don't know this. So I got fired from The Edge. <laughs> from 102.1 The Edge the day before you my... You did? Yeah, the day before my probation was to be over. And I would have been safe one more day. And I opened my mouth to a guy that I worked with um, because he was homophobic and he was saying things that were really not okay. And I called him to task on it, but he'd been there for a long time and he did the morning show and he had a lot of power and I didn't. And suddenly I went from everything's going great and we love you and you're doing great to, I'm sorry, it's just not working out. We have to let you go. Oh, and they no. couldn't give me a reason, but that incident had just happened. So I'm extrapolating, yeah. but I think that's what it was, mm-hmm. but I was devastated my whole life had been, I want to do radio. And I want to work at the edge. That was my whole dream. Mm -hmm. And I had gone all over, you know, the country. I'd moved out to the East Coast and and then I'd made my way back to Toronto. And finally I got an offer from the edge and I'd been working at the edge for a very short period of time. There'd been a lot of stuff going on. My relationship wasn't going well. Um, And so there was a lot of stress and pressure. But anyway, that was the final straw for me. I think I drank shortly after that, actually. And I'd Mm. been sober there. I'd been to their Christmas party sober. Mm. And that had been really stressful for me. Guess what I won? I won the $200 door prize, which was all kinds of liquor. Yep. Not (laughs) surprised. The girl who's not drinking wins. And I gave it away to somebody. Um, Anyway, so I lose my job. I am devastated because this is the job that I've been waiting for my whole life. And I have to go home, I take the TTC, I'm sitting on the TTC and I'm inside my head and I'm crazy with my thoughts and I am sober and I'm in AA, but I, my sponsor had recently died. I hadn't gotten a new one yet. I'm not doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, I started to, I started to bawl. I just broke down on the subway in a public, very public place, the Toronto Transit Commission, the subway, middle of the day. Not a place you want to be breaking down. And this very kind woman saw me and got up and came across and touched my hand and said, God loves you. God knows your pain and it's going to be okay. Oh my gosh, bless her heart. And then she bent down and she gave me a hug. That's so sweet. She got off the subway and I never ever saw her again. But... Yeah, it was just, I don't know why I'm telling you this story, but something that you were just talking about, and it made me think of the story about this woman touching me on one person. We were talking about one person. The difference making one person difference. can make, yeah. Because I think I was really not in a good place that day. Yeah, and she, she might have saved my, saved my life. So I like that. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Yeah. That, that one person, you know, who knows? She, other people, there was hundreds of people that were there. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else said anything to me, yeah. but she did. So never discount the difference that you make in the world of another person. Agreed. What other tips do you have? So I found this website that I absolutely love. It's called thetemper.com. Okay. And it is 
a, a website that's set up about all things sobriety, addiction, and recovery. Mm-hmm. They have a page that is the ultimate guide to get through the holidays sober. Nice. And literally, it's broken down. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, holidays, <laughs> holiday parties, New Year's. Oh, wow. Um, awesome. One of their taglines is, fuck drinking. So how could I not love this website? <laughs> In their about section, it says, we believe what's wrong in addiction recovery is that power has been stripped from the people. The power to trust ourselves, find our own paths, question authority and tradition, make up our own minds. We're calling bullshit on the structures that keep us down, that keep us less than, that keep us sick. We say fuck permission, fuck perfect, and fuck the status quo. And part of their like little um, graphic for their website is a middle finger pointing towards a glass of wine, a cigarette, prescription drugs, and a phone. I don't know what that's about. Some people are addicted to their phones. Yeah, I guess so. So it's a really good resource, I think, Mm. to check out. They also have something called sobriety school, which is like not a 12-step thing. It's not a prayer thing, but it's like you sign up for eight weeks of like meditations and tips Mm. and whatever. That's that's an, an aside that I just saw as I pulled it up. But even just reading through blogs and websites uh, on recovery, how to get through the holidays sober. Like we live in a time where there's no excuse. We can't just sit at home and go, but I don't know how to. Yeah. Like listen to podcasts, <laughs> read blogs, go online, yeah. check out the temper. It's really funny and cool and edgy. Listen um, to Julie and Lisa, two sober chicks. Mm-hmm. They even have 10 holiday gifts for the sober person in your life. Oh. Like it's a cool website. Like, did you know how to give gifts when you Besides first... Besides booze? Yeah. When I first stopped drinking, I was like, now what do I fucking give people? I did not know what to give people besides alcohol. That was my mom's excuse <laughs> when uh, one of the many interventions that we've had at their house, when my brother tried to remove booze from the house, she was like, well, what am I going to give people for gifts? I have to keep these for gifts. Oh my. And it's like... Uh, okay. Like when I go to my parents' house for any holiday, there is a giant old leather chest in the basement. It's like the size of a casket. Mm-hmm. If you open that lid from top to bottom and side to side yeah. are bottles. Like it's, I've actually posted it on my social media one time. Cause I'm like, this is a sober person with this, having a very successful sober holiday with this chest of treasures wow. staring me in the face. Every time. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. See, my family's kind of different from that. Teetotalers? Well, no, they would, um, when I first got sober, they were like, K- K- is it okay if we have a... Is it okay if we have a glass of wine with dinner? Oh, no. Yeah. My family's like, have a bowl of these um, eight-hour soaked in red wine mushrooms as your side. And I'm oh, like, wow. uh, I can't have those. Oh, it's, it's the alcohol's been evaporated. I'm like, <laughs> why are they black? <laughs> They've been marinating. Oh, yeah. Have some Gravlox that's been steeping in vodka all day. You'll nice. be fine. You'll be fine. I'm like, I think I'll avoid those things. <laughs> they want you to be one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't make, if I drink, then I don't make them feel so shitty about themselves. Yeah, yeah. That is a hazard. Not going to happen. That's something that you're going to come across too when you're new in sobriety. You're going to come across people that support you and you're going to come across people that detract. And usually the people who are detracting are the people who are a little bit like, oh, wait a second, you're stopping drinking kind of highlights my not stopping drinking now. Yeah. And so if I can convince you that you're not an alcoholic, 
then we can drink together and no one will look at me the wiser, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. just be careful who you choose to spend the holidays with. Remember that your sobriety comes first. There's a saying, me first, then you. It's not about being selfish or self-centered. It's about staying alive. <laughs> and what that yep. means is you have to put yourself and your sobriety above all else, mm-hmm. above the office party, above your fiance's parents' house. If they're major booze heads and, you know, you don't feel safe, then maybe this year you make an excuse and you guys aren't going there this year. Above what you think people will think of you. Yeah. You know, our email is always open to you, to soberchicks at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram under the same name. If you need support, we're here for you too. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So message us. Drop us a DM at Instagram or send us an email, the number two soberchicks at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope these holiday tips were helpful and useful to you. And we are here for you because you are no longer alone. And you matter and you're worthy. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks.